Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. To Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and you're here, and the Lord is here, and the leadership is here. Everybody's here. Amen? God promises his people that where two or three are gathered together in his name, he can be found in our midst. Amen? So we want to thank the Lord for all the overcoming and all the blessings and all the breakthroughs and all the healings and all the deliverances that we receive during the fast. You know, they don't all show up during the fast. Many of them show up after the fast. Many times the temptation comes right after the fast. So I want to encourage you to keep your guard up. Keep your guard up. The devil is just waiting for you to say, oh, that was over. No, he's still hanging around waiting for an opportune moment to do what he always does. So keep your guard up. Be vigilant. Be diligent. Remember that the devil goes around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And we have determined not to be devourable. Amen? Amen. So praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Oh, how awful. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just lift up our sister before you, and we ask for your intervention in the matter, in the name of Jesus. You know, Lord, how can we say it? People make mistakes. People make mistakes. Trained professionals make mistakes. People that are weary and well-doing make mistakes. So, Father, we forgive the mistake that was made. We forgive it. We believe it to be a mistake and not intentional. And we forgive the ones that committed the mistake, those that overlooked, those that did not see, those that did not perceive. But, Lord, we ask for your healing and for your recompense in Jesus' name, for your healing and for your recompense in Jesus' holy name. We ask you to help our sister. We ask you to encourage her, Lord. And remind her that you are there with her and that there is nothing that has touched your life, her life that you're not able to heal. So we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' holy name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Now, saints. Um, I'm going to need you to uh, send us, uh, a those of you that have not already, send a card for Fabi, okay? 
she had, uh, let's say, some news from the doctor that she didn't expect, but God is in control. He's going to take care of it, okay? So we just need you to, you know how to do this already. Send it to me, and I'll send them to her. A card of encouragement for Favi. She's still dealing with the situation with her leg, all right? So we're going to love on her while she goes through this, okay? All right. Just a loving card of encouragement and reminding her that God is still still healing. Amen? Amen. Praise God. See, love is a sweet thing. Love is a sweet thing. So we want to thank our Heavenly Father for him turning it into a blessing to her, for turning this situation into a blessing for her. Amen. For Favi. So we're going to ask the Lord to do that for her. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, she recently uh, had an accident and her leg got hurt and she was in the hospital for a while. Well, everything didn't go as scheduled, but the Lord is working it out. Amen? Amen. So she needs some extra prayer and some extra loving. Okay? So those of you who uh, feel led to do so, send a card to me. And I'll send it to her. All right? Amen. Praise God. Amen. There. Carolyn, did you get that package? Because if you didn't, we need to agree in prayer. Write it in the chat room so I can see the answer, please, ma'am. Thank you. Amen. Thank you very much. Heavenly, we're going to pray about it anyway. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the postal service is not always in agreement with us. And yes, Lord, we humbled ourselves and we waited. But we're asking you, Lord, to go find Carolyn's package in Jesus' name and have it delivered to her, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We don't know what the hindrance is or what the holdup is, but we put it under the put it in your hands. We do first Peter five seven in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for her soon getting it in Jesus' name. We bind every hindrance of the devil. We bind anybody else's hindrance, human error hindrance, any kind of hindrance. And we thank you, Lord, because you say your word most speedily. It's, it's on the move. So we thank you for honoring your word in Jesus' name. Aha. Well, Father, we take authority, dominion, and power, and we bind that coven in the name. In fact, we got a couple of coven saints. Come on, start praying. Heavenly Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over every coven that is attacking our membership in Jesus' name. Amen. 
every COVID that is attacking our membership. We ask you, Father, to release your retaliation, to release your vengeance, we ask you, Lord, you have a way, Father, of dealing with those persons in such a way that they know it's you. And that's what we're asking in the case of these covens, that whole covens attaching, attacking one person, you know, whole covens attacking two people, whole covens attacking three, four, and five people in this ministry, Father. And we ask you to release your war against them. We ask the commander-in-chief, the Lord of hosts, to declare war on those covens and to release his warfare against them in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. We send division into their midst. We send enmity into their midst. We bind their uh, agreements in the name of Jesus Christ, and we thank you, Lord, for releasing your very attacks against these covens in Jesus' name. In fact, we ask you to break the covens up. We ask you to infiltrate the covens, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And break them asunder, break them up, break them up, break them up, tear down. We destroy their agreements in Jesus' name. We destroy their their covenant in the name of Jesus Christ. Scatter them. Scatter them, scatter them like you do dust in the name of Jesus. Father, we have covens attacking people. Covens attacking people, Lord, while they're listening to the broadcast. Drilling holes in their walls, trying to peer and, and, and surveil people in the ministry. Brutal attacks. Attacks to their private. Attacks to their minds. Attacks to their finances. Attacks to their attention. You said, touch not your anointed and do them no harm. Break it, break it, break it, break it, break it, break it. They've attacked everyone in the leadership.
They've attacked everyone that has a Masonic connection of any kind. They've attacked them in the mind. We bind all the vampire devils trying to steal our energy and our strength in Jesus' name, trying to thwart our, our stamina. Rike Wizards and warlocks and witches attacking your people, Father. You've given us power and authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We wrap that package in the blood of Jesus Christ and the fire of God in Jesus' name. All our battle scriptures, we release against them in Jesus' name. All of our battle scriptures, we release against them in the name of Jesus Christ. Our God is an all-consuming fire. Our God is an all-consuming fire, and may that fire consume every water spirit and sex devil in Jesus' name. Every spirit of witchcraft, wherever it may be, Father, send forth our ministering spirit to do what you call them to do in Jesus' name. All their hinderings, all their bindings and blockings and cursings, all their voodoo, all their astral projections, we sever their silver cords and use it to tie them up in Jesus' name. Every poltergeist is bound, chained with eternal chains of darkness and fetters of iron. Break them up, break them up, break them up, break them up in the name of Jesus. 
Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, under the blood of Jesus, before the mercy seat. From our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous and particularly against Miracle Internet Church. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name with the blood of Jesus. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his wicked angels, and their evil powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy, pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, especially the attacks against Miracle Internet Church members in Jesus' name. And we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We send the attacks back from whence they originated in Jesus' name. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, surveillance devils, whisperers, familiar spirits, electronic digital technology demons, and all of their attacks. Every attack must go back. Every attack must go back. Every attack must go back in Jesus' name. All Leviathan spirits and their attacks brainwashing kundalini spirits and their attacks, water and marine spirits, their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits. We bind all sorcery devils and their attacks, seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, the the seducer and their attacks, all hypnotic trance devils and their attacks, mystic rituals, and their intent. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons in Jesus' name, all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, and smart dust spirits. Thank you, Lord. We bind the Havana syndrome, every brain change, all the brain changes, all the changes in our brains in Jesus' name. All injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, targeted radio frequency, pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the druids. Yes, we're binding the druids, all the druids. Yes, Lord, we're binding all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and their components, everything beamed to us. We revert the beam back to where it came from. 
We revert the beans back to where they came from. We send them back. We push back in the name of Jesus. We push back with the word of God. We push back in the name of Jesus. We push back with the word of God. We push back in the name of Jesus. We push back with the word of God. We bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology, and particle attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult, force feedback, cyber-stalking, cyber-sex, cyber-sex crime, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks, designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, migraines, binding directed energy microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations with your demons. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we pull out all the voodoo pins. And we send them back where they came from. Wherever they originated, we return them immediately. In Jesus' name. You don't send your children booty pins. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We bind on mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic art. Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Latin, and and Caribbean, black and white magic in the name of Jesus, every order, type, and rank of ancestral worship, and voodoo in Jesus' name. We return it from whence it came. Oh, hallelujah. We return it from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. We return it. So all Jamaican, Haitian, Dominican Republic, Cuban witchcraft, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We send it back where it came from in the name of Jesus. We send it back from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Morgellons attack and every attack, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits, which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. Thank you, Lord. Regardless from where on the earth or where in the heavenlies or where beneath the earth the attack originates, Father, We send it back from whence it came, just the way we send it back in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father. Their evil intent goes back from whence it came in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Their evil intent goes back. They love cursing, so let it return to them. We give you praise. You didn't send it to us, so we don't have to receive it. We give you praise, We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture. 
And in every culture, we bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, and all the rituals that are done on the different phases of the moon. We bind it and we send it right back and loose it where it came from in Jesus' name. We cause it to cling to the source in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. Spirits of infirmity, spirits of supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the people of the, of the grove, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind uh, the transference of evil spirits, mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage. Hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in the name of Jesus. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony. We return to senders according to the covenant. All and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapons, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. All charms worked against us in the name of Jesus Christ. Astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender, all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website and against the members of Miracle Internet Church. Returning all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, hexes, and vexes in Jesus' name. All hexes return now in Jesus' name. Every hex return now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you've already pulled down all of their defenses, regardless of what the defense is in Jesus' name. Father, when they go under the water to get more power, to work more powers, Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare that that very act of rebellion against your kingdom and against your people works back against them in Jesus' name. Instead of it attacking the saints, it attacks them instead. We give you the praise. 
We give you the glory. We give you the honor in Jesus' name. We send back all Nigerian witchcraft, voodoo, hoodoo, and work of shaman. We all tribal witchcraft, we return. All Chaldean witchcraft and tactics of the occult, we return. All artifacts of the enemy, we return in Jesus' name. We send back all Spanish witchcraft in the name of Jesus. We break and destroy our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to God, and we are binding all superficial religious acts in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for setting your people free. You came to set the captives free, and we pray tonight, Father, that the captives will receive more freedom than they had before. We break the cage, and we set the captive free. We break the cages, and we set the captive free. Father, when people, service people, come to our homes or to our businesses to service us, we take authority, dominion, and power over the demons that follow them, are connected to them, and that are in their lives. When they come into our region, they have stepped onto holy ground, and holy ground rules apply in the name of Jesus. We bind all of their generational curses and demons and whatever is following them that is not of God. They have come to render service to your saints in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for your angel escorting them in and escorting them out. Your angels coming in with them, escorting them in and escorting them out. Whatever they left behind, it returns when they, it leaves when they leave in the name of Jesus. It leaves when they leave. They don't leave any trappings behind. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over bird feces all over the front porch and the lawn and everywhere else, all over the house and all over our private places. Lord, you didn't make that. The demons sent that. So we ask that their feces go right back where it came from with the curses, the vexes, the hexes, the spells, and all the witchcraft that came with it. It all goes back, feces and all, in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we give you Thank you, Lord, for freeing our saints from their tyranny in Jesus' name. We bind the mosquitoes and the flies, and the palmetto bugs, and the cockroaches, and the chameleons, and the chameleons, all the spiders, you gave us dominion and power. Over all such animals, we bind up the love bugs that pull the paint off of our cars. That was a wicked invention. Oh, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. All lizards and centipedes. Father, if you did not send it, it has no business on our property. If you did not send it, it has no business flying in our territory. We bind the mouths, those wicked squawking, that curses 
that those evil birds release. We send it back from whence it be- where it came from in Jesus' name. Stray cats, stray this, stray that. We bind them up in the name of Jesus Christ. And they are forbidden for trespassing on holy ground in Jesus' name. As it is in heaven, so in earth. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the new world order. The New Age Movement, the Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, La La Land, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, the Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, and the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience. Martial Arts, Yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic, Spirits and Practices, Lewdness, Perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards, you are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride, all of his haughtiness, all of his arrogance, all of his puffed up, in the name of Jesus, we chain it with eternal chains under darkness, and we send it under the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. We bind all demonic, human, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We put them all under the feet of Jesus. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, distracted mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin, in Jesus' name, we bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Atlas, Mammon, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Isis, Osiris, On, and all false deities in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind them all. We chain them all with eternal chains under darkness. We put them in the spiritual cage and send them to the feet of Jesus to be judged before time including Baphomet and his 72 in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, and we return their afflictions to the work of witchcraft and their pagan sources. All these afflictions, Father, that have been released against the saints, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return them from whence they came in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We are breaking the powers of every Masonic ritual, Right, ceremony, pledge, vow. We bind the uh, brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, and masonry in Jesus' name. And also with the rainbow girl, the order of the eastern star, and the demolay in the name of Jesus. It matters not if it's Scottish or York Rite or Prince Hall Masons. 
We bind it all in the name of Jesus. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, burning the voodoo pins and dolls, cold and hot spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, design signals. We return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and insanity and work of errors and foolishness in our own lives and our opinions. We bind being misled. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, witchcrafts back on their own heads as well as their mind control, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the spirit of slumber. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We will bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo every burden, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, we thank you for these things in our own lives, in Jesus' name. We thank you that you loose our bands of wickedness. You undo our heavy burdens. You, you let us free. You set us free from every oppression, and you break every yoke and chain in our lives. You bring the justice that we need because you are our truth. We thank you for it. We thank you, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We want to thank you, Lord. Now, Father, anything that we left out of our warfare, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ, regardless of what it is. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ as we lift holy hands before you, and we place it under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We place it under the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't think the demons want to go there, but that's the way it is. We give you praise, and we say amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We bind every demon and disconnect ourselves from any spirit or entity that followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us. We command it to leave us now in the name of Jesus. Father, you promised to give us knowledge where we needed knowledge. You promised to give us wisdom. Jesus is made wisdom unto us. Whatever we need to know, whatever we need to do, whatever we need to pray, whatever worship and praise we need to offer to you, we ask you, Father, to endow us with that knowledge and understanding, especially in spiritual warfare. 
We want to thank you for the victories that you have given us during this time of seeking you. We thank you for even more victories. We thank you that we've been victorious in spiritual warfare. We press. We press all the more in the name of Jesus. We press. We press all the more in the name of Jesus. We press. We press all the more in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the overcoming for every saint, Father, every saint, every saint, in the name of Jesus Christ. You were bruised for us, Lord Jesus. You took the bruising. It's not for us to have. You took the bruising. So we release it to you, Lord. We release every bruise to you right now, regardless of where it is in our lives, whether it's spiritual or emotional or mental or familial, however we got it. We release every bruise in our lives to you, Lord Jesus, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Every bruise, words go in, Lord, cause a bruising. Words go in, and they cause a bruising. So, Lord, we turn over to you the words and the bruising in Jesus' name. Woo, we thank you for your healing virtue. We thank you for the blood stripes filling that place, those places, in Jesus' name. Woo, thank you, Lord. We thank you for the blood stripes going in, healing those places. You were wounded for us. You were bruised for us. We received the work that you did, Lord. We received the completed work that you did. In Jesus' name, we give you the praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We want to thank you. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for all that were in authority, for kings and all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, and especially persecuted Christians and Christians. That were left behind in Afghanistan and in other places in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves with the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We cover every possible form of transportation, including walking and skipping and hopping and running that we have in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over all types of interference in our transportation in Jesus' name. Even if we're in a hot air balloon, we thank you and we give you praise for it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We take authority over all the demons that attack us. We take authority, dominion, and power over all the dreams that we've had that we do not remember, dreams that you did not send us. We invoke the dream protocol now in Jesus' name. We send it all back from whence it came in the name of Jesus. We forbid the devils to interfere with our sleep. 
or our dreams or anything pertaining to us in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid the devil to come near us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. All the nightmares go back. All the poisons they fed us go back. Everything that they did to us in the night, if they violated us sexually in the night, we send it back in the name of Jesus. All sexual violations, all bodily violations, we send them back in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for seeing to it that they get the recompense that you desire. Thank you. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for linking our shields in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your warring angels, your praising angels, your ministering spirits. We thank you for all, but we thank you most of all for your very presence, Lord. We thank you for the armor of God, for the word of God, for the blood of Jesus, but we thank you most of all for Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, by faith, I reach in and I take that package back. Woo! And I send it where I originally sent it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen, sir. Thank you very much. I command every voodoo pen and every saint that's listening to come out now. Come on out. Come out of their bodies right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of their Come on out right now in the name of Jesus. Come out of their bodies. Every voodoo pen, every voodoo pen, every voodoo pen. All of that sexual pressure inside the organs. Come out of the vaginas in the name of Jesus Christ. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Now. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. All those extra heavy menstrual periods, bound in the name of Jesus. All those extra cramps and discomfort and bloating and pressure, you're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out. Come up and out. Come up and out. Come up and out. Groin pressure, you're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out. You're just a demon. That's all you are, and you have to leave. Father, we thank you for releasing your angels to attack these devils now in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for releasing the attack now in the name of Jesus. Come out. Come out of the saints of God. You have no right. Their body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, and you have no right to attack them in the name of Jesus. We send it back from whence it came in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord, for the victory. Thank you, Lord, for the victory. Thank you, Lord, for the victory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We pull out our fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, and we return it from whence it came in Jesus' name. We return it from whence it came. In the name of Jesus. Aha. We cut and burn all silver corn, ley lines, and silver from ourselves. Ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm in Jesus' name. We break down and blow up and destroy and pull down and melt down all protections around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, 
Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, liars, and other evil occult workers. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We break the power of all of their love spells and charms and vexes, hexes, and curses, all of their fetishes, psychic powers and psychic thoughts, all their witchcraft, death, bewitchment, and potions, all their jinxes, all their torments, pain, mind control, voodoo, sickness, magic, sorcery, destruction in Jesus' name, all their prayer chains, incense and candle burning, everything done on the tables, all that table working they do, we send it back in Jesus' name. All their ungodly blessings, root works, crystals, and hoodoo, tribal rituals and sin, whatever they're doing, Lord, we return it to them. It's theirs. They started it. It's theirs. You didn't send it. It's not ours. Thank you, Lord. We forbid the devil. We shut his mouth with the blood of Jesus Christ. We bind all spirit guides in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the strong men. We attach all of your underlings to you. We bind, chain, and cage you all in the name of Jesus, and we send you to the feet of Jesus for judgment, all of you, together at once. Turn to sender, spirits of murder, bitterness, hate, jealousy, envy, wizardry, sorcery, blindness, bondage, fear and heaviness in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. And we release upon every saint of the Most High God the grace of God, the abounding grace of God in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 107. Psalm 107 in our verse for meditation comes from Psalm 107, verses 19 through 20. Our featured ebook is, and the link is in the chat room, Binding and Caging Demons. Binding and Caging Demons. Demons flee. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So tonight, oh, and I want to welcome all of our first-time listeners. You may find us at www.miracleinternetchurch.com, miracleinternetchurch.com. We meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America and whatever time that is in your time zone. Amen? Praise the Lord. And on our website, all of the sermons are available under archived sermons. You go to MiracleInternetChurch.com with your browser. MiracleInternetChurch.com with your browser. When the page comes up, across the banner, you'll see Archive Sermons. Archive Sermons. Praise the Lord. And uh, you go there and you scroll down and you find the sermon that the Holy Spirit wants you to listen to. 
But you would have to ask him to get an answer. Amen. And then you click that sermon and listen to it. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to encourage you to do that. And we want to thank the Lord for all of our graduates, even if they graduated um, from kinder care all the way through Ph.D. level. We want to thank the Lord for our graduates and from those that are going to the next level in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Keep doing what God would have you to do. Amen. And we uh, invite you to uh, join us in our chat room, which is located on our web page as well. It's a requisa de Dios, requisa tarabrosa de Dios, requisa de brusa de Dios, de Dios. Amen. Um, you go to um, your browser once again, and MiracleInternetChurch.com, and when the page comes up, you click MIC Radio Chat, and when the page changes, you click Guest. When that changes, you sign in using your name, one that is available on your birth certificate, a name that is located on your birth certificate. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And say hi to the saints, and the saints will say hi back to you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, if you're on a cell phone, it will be necessary when you find your browser and pull up MiracleInternetChurch.com, when the page comes up, there will be three white dashes against a black background. Click the dashes, and it will open up all the other links to you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank There are more than 7,000 promises in the Holy Bible. Really? What are we talking about, Pastor? The sermon. His good promise. His good promise. Amen. There are more than 7,000 promises in the Holy Bible. They are sacred pledges which God has made to his sons and daughters of the covenant. Amen. About a quarter of the Bible consists of commitments that God has given to his people. You see, you can't walk up to a sinner and tell them that they have all these promises because they don't. They're still outside of the covenant. That's right. They're in the world without God. Amen. Well, once they receive Jesus Christ and ask him to come live in their heart and be their Savior and their Lord and their God, once they repent of their sins and ask for his forgiveness and mercy, Once all of that, once they confess him as God, once they say that they believe that he died on the cross for their sins and they accept his sacrifice on the cross, once they give him their love and their loyalty and their life, once they do all that, well, praise God, 
It's a new day. They've got promises. Amen. They have promises. All right. So, about a quarter of the Bible, that's a lot, consists of commitments, commitments from a committed and faithful God that God has given to his people. With this many promises, it is clear to see that God desires to convey to his children those divine assurances that empower them to be overcomers in every situation. Amen. Overcomers in every situation. Let's visit 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Now, those of you who are trying to learn the Bible and those of you who are new, the table of contents in the front of your Bible is very helpful. Amen? Amen. First John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Yes, our faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Thank you, Lord, for that. Amen. With this many promises, it is clear to see that God desires to convey to his children those divine assurances that empower them to be overcomers in every single situation. God has given promises to each saint that enables them and empowers them to be overcomers in every situation. As a redeemed child of God, you will never, say never, face any situation in your life where God has not already, yes, in advance, God has taken care of this, given you a promise powerful enough to propel you through the opposition to certain victory. That's right. You will never face a situation in life where God has not already given you a promise powerful enough to propel you through the opposition to certain victory. One of the most powerful promised scriptures comes from King Solomon during the dedication of the temple. Now, we've uh, we studied this scripture before. It's in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 56. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 56. 1 Kings 
chapter 8, verse 56. Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised. According to all that he promised. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise. At first reading, we might think that Solomon was referring to the scriptures about attaining the promised land. Yet his statement changed to the entire word of God. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His promises are true to a thousand generations. That's right. To a thousand generations. Thousand. Yes, Lord. Generations. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Amen. He hath remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations. That's Psalm 105, verse 8. Psalm 105, verse 8. Amen. God keeps his word. He watches over his word to perform it. He watches over his word to perform it. Yes, he does. So we can be certain that God will keep his promises to us. Not one word, I want you to remember this, not one word has ever failed. Not one word will ever fail. There is no failure in our God. There are things we don't understand and things we may be uh, not knowledgeable of, but there is no failure in our God. The word of God is made of many promises. All are inspired by God himself. All are completely dependable, and all are as trustworthy as God himself. If you find yourself wondering about a situation that did not fit The desired scripture, keep listening, learn more. Keep listening, learn more. Amen? 
Amen. Are there contributing factors which ought to be considered? Well, I thought the Bible said this. Well, it does. Well, why didn't that happen? Well, let's look at it a little more closely. Yes, there are several contributing factors which ought to be considered. To promote greater success in receiving what is rightfully ours, we must take authority over our thoughts. We must take authority over our thoughts. We must take authority over our attitudes. We must take authority over our actions. Amen. It's a good day in the kingdom. It's a great day in the kingdom. But God is not the only one who need, who keep, has to keep his word. We have to keep our word to God. Aha. Uh-huh. We have responsibilities, you know. We have privileges and we have responsibilities. We have privileges, responsibilities, and duties to God. Amen. Firstly, we must set our priorities. We must set our priorities in God's order. You know how it is if you're a person that likes to make lists, lists of things you need at the store, lists of things you need to do, lists of things you forgot to do last week, and lists and lists and more lists, and lists of your lists. I pray deliverance for you. If you're entrenched in your list, well, you have a responsibility here, as we all do. And that is to set our priorities in God's order, not in our own order. That's quite often why things don't quite work out sometimes is because our order came ahead of God's order. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's visit Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew, verse 33. But seek ye first, F-I-R-S-T, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Things that you want or need or desire. God says he's got to come first, his kingdom has got to come first, and his right order has to come first. Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4, 
Proverbs chapter 4, verse 26. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 26. Ponder the path of thy feet. Ponder the path of thy feet. And let all thy ways be established. Ponder the path of thy feet. And let all thy ways be established. Amen. You know, some of us are quick to jump off and do things here, there, and everywhere. But the Bible says we need to take time to consider where our feet are taking us. And it does not just mean in the natural. It means spiritually. It means spiritually. Means that we need to ponder, stop, consider, think about, meditate about, pray on the the path that our feet are on. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. We need to consider where we're headed. It may not be the right place, and let. Allow all thy ways, not two or three, all, all of thy ways be established. This instruction tells us, saints, that we must seek God for what is his will, what is right in his eyes, not ours, not our neighbor's. His eyes, what is right in his eyes. We must become submitted to our Lord and his scriptures. You know, the more we are submitted to his scriptures, the better things go. Even though we are persecuted, still the better things go. We're going to receive persecution in this life. Jesus did. All the disciples did. It's good to be as your master. Amen? Praise God. This instruction tells us that we have to find out what's right from God. We can't just sit there and think, think it up. No, we must go to God in prayer. Secondly, we must become tenacious. That's right. We must not easily relinquish or give up or quit in exasperation on a righteous position, a righteous principle, or a righteous course of action. Amen. We must not easily relinquish. That's right, that's the end of caving in. That's it, it's gone. That's right, it's it's gone. You can't get it back, it's too late. All of that caving in and giving in and whining about it, it's gone. Amen, praise God. We must not allow this to happen. We have to say no to that. You know, you know when something's right and when it's wrong. 
And then somebody comes along with this sly little, but but you cannot get this, and cannot do it this way, and can't know, and you know that's not right. Stand on the word of God, please. Stop succumbing to other people's suggestions and innuendos and comments and maneuvers and manipulations, because it's all manipulation anyway. Stand on the word. Stand on the word. You can do that. God's given you that level of faith. Stand on the word. Nobody said you have to cave in. There is no scripture that says you must cave in to please other people. Praise God. I think you know what God is saying. Amen. We're supposed to maintain a righteous position a righteous principle, or a righteous course of action. We're not supposed to vacillate. We're not supposed to waver. We're not supposed to succumb to pressure. We're not supposed to succumb to pressure, peer pressure, or any other kind of pressure. We're not supposed to be giving in. We're supposed to stand for Jesus. Amen. It takes some practice, but we can get it done. We must be determined and persistent, determined and persistent. Now, I know for certain through practice and experience that particularly with those that are close to us, they know how best to manipulate us. They've been practicing it over and over and over again. And if they're your children, They've been practicing it since they were arm babies, how to manipulate, how to pull a psych job on mom and dad, how to psych you out. They put on a show to get what they want. And they've been chumming you all these years. Well, at some point, you need to stop caving into all of that. Amen. They throw tantrums. They do all kinds of ugly things. They plot their tantrums. They don't just do them when they're home. They have specific plotted episodes in which they will throw their tantrums, throw their fit, act all out. You've seen it before. They pull that stunt. And it's a planned deception. Amen. They act one way in front of one set of people and another way with you. Praise God. Mm, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast, steadfast, the profession of our faith without wavering. Without. No wavering. For he is faithful that promise. 
Next, we should confess the word of God frequently and often. Frequently and often. We should have our scriptures lined up that we use every time the enemy comes to tempt us in certain areas. You see, saints, we've been at this long enough that you should recognize when the enemy is coming against you. And particular scriptures that you use when he does certain things, you need to be able to whip it right out. It ought to fly off your tongue. It ought to fly right off your tongue. Amen. The word of God is a great weapon in your mouth. The word of God is a great weapon in your mouth, much better than a machete. Much, much better than a machete. It is the sword of the spirit. Many of you have read the personal confession of mine in the chat room. Every saint should have their very own confession. Amen. Every saint should have their very own. Of course, we must have hope in believing God and his word. We must be consistent in confessing the word in our situation. We must be consistent with confessing the scriptures, not our feelings. Confessing the scriptures. Now, I'm going to tell you a secret for some of you. Whenever you have been going, 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 doing this, doing that, running, going, trying to accomplish this, 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 and this. You're going to wear yourself down. Amen. You you have a tendency to wear yourself down. You need some rest. Because the enemy will come in and take advantage of you if you don't. You must get, even if it's a 15-minute a, a power nap, you've got to get some rest in. So you can be refreshed because the enemy will come and take advantage of you. And before you know it, you'll be confessing something out of your mouth that's not what you really want to confess because your body is becoming weary. Amen. Sometimes we have to use some practical wisdom and prudence in everyday living. We should be positive and concerning God's promise to us. We shouldn't be dreading it. Oh, here comes some more work. No, we should be expectant in hope. God, after all, is trying to bless us. And during the process of believing and standing and Binding the devil and all of the things we do, we can lose sight of that. But remember, saints, God has a plan for our lives, and it's a plan to give us a better life. He came that we might have life, and that more abundantly. 
he came that we might have life and that more abundantly. So God is seeking to bless us. He told us that a couple of weeks ago, that he ardently desires to bless us. He's wanting to bless us. Please let God bless you. Please let God bless you. You might not like what he wants you to go through to get the blessing, but let him bless you anyway. Everybody needs to be blessed. Everyone. Amen. Jesus died for you to have these blessings. Please receive them. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Now, while you're turning to Philippians, you know there are times when we get our eyes off of God. And the enemy is going to show you someone who failed instead of overcoming. Yes, he is. He's going to show you someone who failed instead of overcoming. Don't let their failure ruin your future. Don't let their failure ruin your future. You have a perfectly good opportunity and privilege to receive the blessing even though someone else failed. Their failure does not dictate your future with God. Amen? I hope that's kind of plain to you. I hope that's very, very plain to you. God wants to bless you. We've been talking about that for over a month now, how much God wants to bless you. He He has blessings waiting for you. He can't wait to get them to you. Please allow him to bless you. Amen. Praise God. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, be careful or anxious for nothing. Don't be all uptight. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, specific prayer, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, this is a wonderful promise of God right here, saints. It says, don't be upset and anxious and fretful and worried and overly concerned and uh, extremely careful for anything. We have 1 Peter 5, 7 that says we're to cast all of our care on the Lord because he cares for us. But instead of being all uptight and anxious, even anxious to the point where you take medication, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request 
be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses everybody's kind of understanding they think they have, all understanding, shall keep. It's going to mount guard, a guard over your heart, a guard over your mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's a wonderful promise. But in order to get it, you've got to not take anxious for any reason. If you want the promise, you've got to meet the condition. Amen. Amen. See, we have responsibilities. We have responsibilities. Yes, we ought to thank the Lord for his goodness toward us in advance of our answers and solutions. We ought to thank the Lord for his goodness toward us in advance of our answers and solutions. Saints, we all must learn to acknowledge God's divine timing and to become more sensitive to him. That's right. God has a timing, and it usually does not match ours. Praise the Lord. We must learn. That means there's a process to acknowledge God's divine timing. Psalm 31, verse 15. Psalm 31, verse 15. My times are in thy hand. My times in thy hand. Now, saints, if you're trying to be in control of your time for receiving a blessing or a breakthrough or an answer or a solution, um, I would suggest as your pastor that you hand that back over to your Lord and Savior. Because the scripture corrects us and tells us where our time really is. It's in his hands, not our own. And we cannot micromanage the Godhead. We can't set the dial at the time we want and say, right here. It doesn't usually work that way. We have to be submitted to God's time. Yes, I know. It seems like forever, but it's not. You see, we may need to pass through several successive stages of life, several successive stages of life to mature us to mature us on our way to a promised goal. That's right. God has to process us. God has to process us. Our fastings are part of the processing. That's right. All these seasons of of seeking the face of God and call, that's part of our processing. That's part of our learning process. Yes, it is. God has to mature us. We have to be made ready. Thank you. 
our Heavenly Father prepares a place for us. He prepares a place for us. Also prepares us for that place. He prepares a place for us. He prepares us for that place. Yes, he causes both parts to coincide. That's right. When we consider David's life passed through the stages of being prepared for service to God and to Israel, David went through a lot of stages. David was a faithful shepherd who worshipped God in song and protected the sheepfold. David also was an overlooked son and sibling. David was a despised and underestimated brother. David was a servant to a king, and an irrational king at that. David was a giant slayer. David was a committed friend. David was a persecuted and chased outcast. David was a mentor and teacher of other rejects, other rejected persons, and much more. David had a lot of different experiences in life that trained him, prepared him, honed him, and taught him. Amen? So you see, God knows what he is doing. He knows how to do it. And although we don't understand, he's right. He's right. Yes, David had to go through a lot before he was prepared to be the king of Israel. Through it all, David sought the Lord and reverenced him. Through it all, David sought the Lord and reverenced him. Even as king of Israel, David went through many challenging experiences. Many he got right, a few he got wrong. But in all of his challenges, feats, and his overcoming, he sought the Lord and reverenced him. Amen. David sought the Lord before he arrived at his destiny of becoming the king of Judah and the king over all Israel. 
over all Israel. Amen. People disrespected him, mistreated him, spat on him. His own son tried to kill him. His own son came to rob him of his throne that God had appointed for him. That's a painful thing for a parent. Amen. Psalm 37, verse 23. Psalm 37, verse 23. Psalm 37, verse 23. Of a good man are ordered by the Lord. It didn't say you get to pick out your own steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. If you haven't highlighted the ordered by the Lord part, please do. And he delighteth in his way. No matter where you are, you should acknowledge that God has to order your steps. And if you're doing it, you're out of step with God. When we roll our work upon the Lord, he causes our thoughts to become agreeable to his will. When we humble ourselves, that's usually the first step. We must dismount. We must decrease that he might increase. When we humble ourselves before the Lord, when, not if, when, we roll our work upon the Lord, he causes our thoughts to become agreeable to his will. Then our plans become established and succeed. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Excellent scripture. It gives us some instruction. Commit thy works unto the Lord. Whatever it is, turn it over. And thy thoughts shall be established. If you turn it over to him, he'll make it go he'll make it go right. It'll come out right. If you keep struggling with it, you'll probably wear yourself out. Praise God. It is real. It is real. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. Now, saints, I want you to know that you learn these principles on one level. And as you grow and move, to another level, at certain other levels, you learn these same principles again, but at another level. Ah, yes, it is so. God brings this lesson back again, but on another level. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. To everything 
There is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A lot of time we have to wait. So all the road runners, all of those who remember that road runner that used to run all through the desert getting on the coyotes' nerves? He was always moving. But you see, that's not us. Some of us want to be the road runner so badly, but no. God did not make you to be a road runner. Amen. You have to turn that in. Your beep beep has got to turn in. Praise God. It'll be all right. Verse 11, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. We want him to do it now. He says you need patience. He's right. He's right. Amen. Amen. He's right. Promises are attached to conditions. For the promises to be fulfilled, The conditions must be met. Praise the Lord. To receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit, we must fulfill the conditions. Mourning over our sins and shortcomings in true repentance. Turning from our wicked ways in godly sorrow. Then we have the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Tain mercy and forgiveness, we must fulfill the condition, being merciful to others. We have to sow that we might reap. Yes, merciful to others in compassion, being willing to forgive. We might have to practice that a few times. Amen. It's the truth. To watch God moving in our lives, we must fulfill the condition. We must have a pure heart. You know, in the past, I've encouraged you to ask the Lord to judge your heart. If he doesn't, you don't find out what's buried there. It's better to deal with it on this side of the grave than the other side. Praise God. Lastly, we must become wise. That's right. We must become wise. Sometimes one of the promises may seemingly overlap another promise until one promise becomes more dominant than the other. 
how could that happen? Well, I'll give you an example. As much as we proclaim by his stripes we have been healed, another miracle may happen instead. Another miracle may happen instead. I know it has happened to me. The Bible says we can have 120 years. But my grandmother didn't want 120 years. And I wanted her to want it anyway. Amen. She had told me a long time ago that she was ready to go. And I told her she wasn't going anywhere. Yes, I did. But you know, saints, in the end, she and Jesus won out. So I learned through experience that when a a bona fide saint is ready to leave, they're ready to meet the Lord, and the Godhead is in agreement, we may as well submit and love them into the presence of the Lord. Amen. It is so. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. She was telling me she was ready to go be with the Lord. And I was telling her she couldn't leave me. But she left anyway. Finally, I released her. Pastor Pat helped me. So you see, saints, Sometimes we have to grow up. That's right. Sometimes we have to grow up. And you say, yes. Sometimes we have to grow up. Sometimes we have to do it God's way. That's called all the time in case you didn't know. Now, I I can tell you that by the time my mother was ready to pass, I did not spend all of my time praying for her to stay because she needed to leave. It was her season and time to do so. I didn't spend all my time praying for her to stay. I prayed for the Lord to show us grace and to help us as we were going through the transition. And one Friday night, I went back to the hospital, and I talked with my nephew. And he had been staying with her while I was on the radio with Pastor Pat. And we went out in the hall, and we talked about it, And we determined that she needed to go on. She didn't need to just lay up in the hospital waiting to leave. 
So we agreed in prayer that it was okay for her to go. We were releasing her. Well, that was about 11 o'clock at night. About 2 in the morning, she took off. Jesus came to get her. She left. The medical team came running in, trying to resuscitate her, and I said, no resuscitation. DNR, do not resuscitate. But let us, I said, there's no need. She's gone. She's gone to be with the Lord. No matter what you do, she's not getting back in her body. Amen? You see? And uh, um, was it a whole, it was a few years later, very few, Pastor Pat. I'm in the hospital with her, and we're holding a conversation. And she's telling me that she isn't going to go back home. She had a conversation with the Lord. She has seen her husband in heaven. I knew what that meant. She didn't have to explain it. I clearly understood. I already knew she wanted to go home anyway. So I knew not to pray for her to stay. Times, through many situations, we learn to make better decisions. And we learn to respond God's way. I had many deaths. There was one season in my life where we lost four to five close members of the family in six months. I had a lot of experience coming to understand how God wanted me to handle these situations. And in each situation, I learned something different. can tell you, saints, that you have to learn to put your emotions on ice and humble yourself and do what God wants. Amen? Yes, you have your emotions. Uh-huh. That was nice. Now put them on ice. Put them in the deep freeze because right now you don't need that part. When you're going through that with a parent, that's not the part you need. What you need is to hear from heaven and do what God wants you to do. It's time to be more mature. Have your little cry and then get over that. Because you know that this is not the end. You know there's a life after you leave the body. You know the truth, and that truth has already made you free. So now you have to walk in the truth that you have and know, and God expects you to do that. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Trying to pray away. Every little problem and every little demon and every little this for your loved one, I put a message for you in the chat room today. You need to scroll up and read it. Amen. I put it in, and the Lord told me to put it in again. So I did what he said. Take some time and read it. Because when that time comes, 
sometimes you have an intro into it, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's sudden. It comes, it's upon you, and now is the time. And you don't have time to go readjust and do all of this and go on a six-month fast and all of that. No, it's action time now. Everything that God has brought you through all of these uh, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays that you've been participating, all of these fasts, all of this prayer, all of this warfare, it's prepared you for that moment. It's time for action. It's time to walk your faith. It's time to live it. Amen? So I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that. When you go through these seasons, God has prepared you. When you you don't know what to do, lean on him. He's there. He lives in you. We talked about this Wednesday. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's in you. He's taking you through some tough times because you got some more tough times. Amen. When a saint of God, hear me clearly, when a saint of God is ready to go home and the God had agreed, okay, you can come home. That's the way it's going to go. I mean, I held on to my grandmother till the last moment. She was in hospice and I was still holding on. Then finally, the Lord said, I said, okay, Lord. And Pastor Pat helped me through that moment. There was somebody to help me. And so now I'm here to help you. So you can't tell me, oh, pastor, you write me an email. I'm go- My mother is passing, and you don't know how I feel. And I want to tell you so desperately, darling, I've been through so much death, I know exactly how you feel and more. So now listen to what pastor wants to say to you because you're going to need these words. The moment is coming. You're going to need these words. If you always wanted to tell your auntie how much you appreciated what she did at such and such time, get on it. Don't hold on. Filled with swift transition. Amen. Let the Lord deal with your heart. If you've got to go to a relative and say, look, I've tried to settle this issue with you 10 times, and I'm not getting anywhere, so I turned it over to the Lord. I love you, but you have to work your end out yourself. Be released. Be free. Let the Lord bless you. Sometimes people understand, sometimes they don't. You just do your part right. That's all you can do. Amen. God bless you. Pastor loves you. And if you need to recast this, well, by all means, do so. Do so. Do that. 
saints, this going home thing, this home going, it's a great victory. It's a greater victory than bodily healing. It's a greater victory than bodily healing. Home going is is a victorious overcoming in Christ. Amen? Amen. Pastor loves you. Pastor loves you. Amen. You see, saints, sometimes you go through things because God has to toughen us to adversity. He has to toughen us up. We're too we're too babyish. We're crying too much. We're whining too much. I don't want to do that. No. We live in dangerous and precarious times. God's got to toughen us up. There are some people that don't want to hear the adjudication. They want to run and stick their head in a, in a corner, and they don't want to deal with it. But you can't do that. You can't do that. We live in the end time. You got to deal with it. You got to deal with the truth that God sits on your plate. You got to grow up. You got to toughen up. You got to become like Jesus. People persecuted Jesus every single day. Every day. His own family didn't even believe him. All of that, he had to endure suffering like we do and worse. Because the devil's never. Uh, had you up there on the pinnacle of any temple anywhere. All of the suffering that you're going through is for a purpose. God makes it work for your good. He makes it to work for your good, and only God can do that. So while you're going through, thank him for what he's doing in your life. Thank him because he's making you the person that you need to be in Christ. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Area code 706. You're on the air. Area code 706. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor. Hi. Turn your speaker down. Okay. You're on the air. Okay. Because we're getting an echo. Is that better? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I thank the Lord for this last because he's told me a lot of stuff about myself. And um, I'm calling for prayer for my mom. Um, I have two requests. Um, my mom, because she keeps falling, and I think it's um, witchcraft-related. And now, also, she's having problems. Uh, 
memory, because she has an excellent memory. And, uh, and I think that's also witchcraft-related. Um, and as for myself, I teach them about my former coworkers and my former high school classmates. And uh, I've been asking the Lord, why am I continuing to dream about that? And I haven't gotten an answer yet. So it's been going on for a while now. So just for that. <clears throat> All right. Well. And for my. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Um, and I just prep on my mind, too, as well. Because I have a lot of questions that are dealing with my mind. Okay. Well, let me start where the Holy Spirit starts me. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as the body of Christ, we come together in Jesus' name, and we lift up our sister's mom to you. We bind those attacks. We return to sender in Jesus' name. Oh, there it is. We cut her free from her connection to those individuals that are doing occult activities against her in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. With the sword of the Spirit, we cut her free from every soul tie, ley line, silver cord, garland, chain, fetter, net, and yoke of the devil in Jesus' name. We ask, Father, that you restore her vitality to her in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over the warfare, the witchcraft that's coming against this family in Jesus' name. The Bible says, Father, you've made us to go upright. There was a woman that was bent over 18 years, and you healed her of that plague. We ask you to release your healing virtue. The Bible says no plague shall come nigh our dwelling in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We ask you to make her step sure and sound in Jesus' name. Thy word, Lord, has upholden us that was fallen. And thou hast strengthened the feeble knees. Thank you, Lord. You have delivered our souls from death, our eyes from tears, and our feet from falling. You deliver our feet from falling. You have delivered our soul from death. You've delivered our feet from falling that we may walk before you in the land of the living. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your promise to us in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, the witchcraft works in the mind. We send those attacks back. We return them to sender in the name of Jesus Christ. We maintain the helmet of our salvation in Jesus' name. 
And we command those spirits in the mind, all the spirits that were sent against our minds. These two are not the only ones, saints. It's happening to many of us. The witchcraft is being aimed at our minds. We bind these spirits in the name of Jesus. We command them to come up and out of us in Jesus' name and to release our minds. Everybody, deep breath and cough, everybody. We wash our minds with the blood of Jesus Christ. We wash our minds Father, we ask that you turn on the electricity in our minds. Woo! Thank you. We ask that you turn on the electricity in our minds. Thank you. Ring de la brusha la de yosunda rakakurokohore risele de yosutana breke. Lord, we send this warfare back where it comes from in the name of Jesus. We send it back in Jesus' name. Urukaka, wutadaba. We break the power of every tangle, all dementia, all Alzheimer's. All Alzheimer's like symptoms in our minds in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every inherited rikisi, plague or disease that affects our minds in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the blood flow to our brains in the name of Jesus. You gave us a sound mind, Lord. We claim a sound mind all of our days in the name of Jesus, and we reject everything else in the name of Jesus Christ. You tell your mom to go back to singing to the Lord, and she's going to be fine. Yes, she needs to go. The last time I talked to her, we talked about the fact that she needed to praise the Lord more. Yes, ma'am. And we and also tried to, to tell her to uh, start praying in her prayer language. I said, why you need to start praying That's in your prayer right. language? And, and buying That's through right. the witchcraft every day. And yes, ma'am. Oh. That's oh, right. Send that spirit right back because God did not send it to her. Yes, that's a mom. Amen. I was telling my mom, you have to do it yourself, too. I just can't do it. So you have to do it as well. So I'm, I'm that's trying right. to in that mode. Praise yes, the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you bless my sister with the grace she needs to perform what you've called her to perform. She's become a strong prayer warrior in her family. And she's encouraging other members of the family to grow as well. I thank you, Lord, for increasing her more and more. I bind every distraction of the enemy. I bind every tactic of the enemy to wear her down, to distract her, to get her off course in the name of Jesus. We put all of those persons from the past that have worked witchcraft in her home. Under the feet of Jesus Christ, we bind them and their witchcraft works to them. It came from them. It's theirs. You didn't give it to us. We are not taking it in the name of Jesus. It's theirs. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise. We thank you and we give you praise. We send the death spirit. 
back where it came from, bound in Jesus' name. We send the death spirits that they've been sending to us back in the name of Jesus Christ. Every death spirit must go back. Death to any part of our lives, death to our finances, death to our bodies, death to our minds, death to our souls, our spirits. Our lives in Jesus' name. Death to our employment. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We send it right back in the name of Jesus. Pull down in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you Thank praise. You. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for calling. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Love you. You're welcome. Love you, too. Area code 831, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Hello, code 831. Well, maybe they went to the refrigerator. Area code 469, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Area code 469, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's see. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Okay, here we are. Here we are. All right. Thank you, Lord. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. After five years, I'm leaving San Francisco. Having fulfilled my mission of helping my elderly parents at the end of their lives. As I depart, I'm pessimistic about whether San Franciscans can solve the problems of homelessness, drug use, and crime that have made the national news. Particularly after Whole Foods decided to close its flagship store because of rampant theft and attacks on employees. Mm, that's pretty bad. I read about that. Drugstore chains are locking deodorant and toothpaste because of an epidemic of shoplifting. And the fentanyl crisis has forced Governor Gavin Newsom to call out the National Guard. Imagine that. Peace Nick San Francisco has had to resort to the military to solve its problems. Troubles 
are in large part due to a mindset that seems to pervade life, and that I encountered in schools where I was a high school teacher. In a nutshell, adults are afraid to offend, while children seem trained to be offended. Let me say that again. In a nutshell, adults are afraid, afraid, afraid to offend, while children seem trained to be offended. The first time I realized that I was in new territory was when my English department colleagues said they didn't cold call on students in class. What's cold call? It means the teacher looks up or looks at the roll and calls a, a student out to answer a question, whatever it is. Doesn't matter. Educators use this technique to get as many voices as possible into classroom discussion. It's also an excellent way to keep students on their toes. I was informed, however, that cold calling might overwhelm a student or make them believe they've been singled out or even make them feel bad because they hadn't done their homework. Well, if you didn't do your homework, you're supposed to know that you should have done it. Being singled out, that's going to happen all through life. Get over it. I wondered, can teenagers be so brittle? I remember a teacher told me that you can't, um, you have to choose the tone of your voice before you talk to the teenagers because if you say anything in a commanding tone, they immediately get offended. Mm. They're not going to be too too tough in life. If everybody's got to coddle them through every little thing, they're going to have a hard time. Faculty workshops on racial justice are common in schools here. Ours were facilitated by a group that promised candid discussion. However, our actual exchanges were anything but frank. In other words, they were disingenuous. They were not frank. They were not candid. They were not forthright. They were disingenuous. When we broke into small groups to discuss ideas presently in full sessions, no one said anything of substance for fear of being offered, for fear of offering an opinion that might get them labeled as a racist. And eventually, I was. My offense. I called a minority student by the wrong name twice within a week. We were wearing masks. It was early in the school year, and I was attempting to familiarize myself with everyone's name. After an investigation, I was fired because my misnaming was deemed racially insensitive. The inference was that I needed to examine my soul for lurking prejudice. A year later at another school, I was told by the administration 
that my seniors didn't feel, quote, safe in my classroom. Translation, they were uncomfortable with my use of a very gentle Socratic method in which a teacher uses an opposing point of view to draw out a student's ideas or suppositions. A month into the year, some students became livid after we read George Orwell's Shooting an Elephant, an essay on high school reading lists for more than 60 years. The work describes the author's experience in the 1920s as a policeman in Burma when he was forced to shoot an elephant that had killed a villager. My seniors were offended because the work contains the pejorative coolie to refer to the Burmese. Yes, I agreed the word was objectionable, but I explained the importance of being tolerant of the standards of previous generations. Well, we don't have that in our society now. If you judge Orwell by contemporary norms, you can expect to be judged by future people. It's called sowing and reaping. The essay has stood the test of time because of Orwell's stark criticism of Great Britain's colonial system. It didn't matter. I was told I should have found an anti-colonist essay that didn't contain the derogatory term. Certainly, teachers should update syllabi with works that resonate with current students, but in retrospect, it's hard to determine how much of their revulsion was a show of empowerment in which teens are encouraged to broadcast anything they deem remotely unplatable. Among adults, virtue signaling seems to be common here. In conversations with locals, I discovered that people are candid only when you speak to them alone. For example, many residents don't subscribe to the belief, harboring largely in far-left circles that every homeless person is a victim or that drug addicts have the right to pitch their tents on streets. But to make these comments public would risk ostracization. Mm-hmm. In a city located just across the bay from Berkeley, where the free speech movement was supposedly born, there is a tremendous lack of real and constructive debate. San Francisco has so much going for it. Neighborhoods that feel like villages filled with magical houses and shops and baked goods and bread that is every bit as good, if not better, than those in the Big Apple where I lived for 30 years. You can get excellent pizza here and Golden Gate Park with a lush vegetation walking rival Central Park. In 40 minutes, you can be strolling on the Pacific Ocean or hiking among redwoods just across the Golden Gate Bridge. Unfortunately, 
The sum of these wonderful things acts like a narcotic. Unless cities like New York, unlike, correction, unlike cities like New York, you can live in San Francisco without being exposed to the dark side of urban life. And if you work in tech, you can afford anything your heart desires. As I depart for Chicago, I'm leaving a piece of my heart here. San Franciscans are intelligent and innovative people, but I fear little change until the residents find the courage for honest dialogue that can lead to true renewal. The courage for honest dialogue that can lead to true renewal. Judge for his adjudications concerning that. Now, you know, as I read this, I thought about all of that, um, what what was the phrase they used for that, Lord? It was, in essence, telling a lie instead of a truth. Obama and them loved it. Political correctness, that's what they called it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All of this political correctness that was really a big farce. It's a lie. It's a facade. It's a fraud. Instead of saying what you mean and meaning what you say, you hide behind a screen. Adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, a long proponent of mental health awareness, has issued a warning that social media use is a main contributor to depression, anxiety, and other problems in the nation's teenagers. The report released Tuesday calls attention to growing concerns about the effects of social media use on children's and adolescents' mental health. The advisory urges policymakers and the companies that make the social media platforms to share with parents the burden of managing children's and adolescents' social media use. Murphy calls for youth mental health, the defining public health issue of our time urging policymakers to help ensure strong safety standards to help protect adolescents and teens from exposure to harmful content and excessive use. Up to 95% of teens between ages 13 and 17 say they use a social media platform, according to the report. About a third say they're scrolling, posting, or otherwise engaged with social media almost constantly. At this point, we do not have enough evidence to say with confidence that social media is sufficiently safe for our kids, Murthy said in an interview. We have to now take action to make sure that we are protecting our kids. The report pulls together research that links social media use and poor mental health in adolescents such as a 2019 study that found teens who spent more than three hours a day on social media face double the risk of experiencing poor mental health outcomes, including symptoms of depression and anxiety. As of last year, students in grades 8 and 10 
were who were surveyed say they spent even more time on these platforms, three hours and 30 minutes on average. Jim Steyer, founder of Common Sense Media, an organization that advocates for laws and policies to make media more child-friendly, said the advisory was absolutely spot on and should be a clarion call to every parent in this country, every policymaker, that we need to put focus and resources into this effort. The most popular social media platforms among teens are TikTok, Snapchat, and Instagram, according to the Pew Research Center. The Surgeon General's warning about social media comes as the rates of teenage depression, sadness, and hopelessness have skyrocketed over the past decade, especially among young girls. Teen depression started to rise about 2012, a time that coincides with the popularity of smartphones. Jean Twinge, a professor of psychology at San Diego State University and the author of Generations, The Real Differences Between Gen Z, Millennials, Gen X, Boomers, and Silence and what they mean for America's future. It was also a time, she said, that likes on posts became common, and the algorithm started to become more sophisticated to keep people on social media for longer. That's clearly not a coincidence. The Surgeon General's report also banned social media for perpetuating eating disorders, body dysmorphia, and low self-esteem. Some evidence also suggests a possible link between excessive social media use and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder in teens. She said social media can affect mental health in a variety of ways. Both sleep and face-to-face social interaction are beneficial to mental mental health, she said. Kids are online when they should be in bed or spending time with friends. That's a problem. Feeling left out and comparing oneself to others can also be damaging. Even if you know on an intellectual level that they may have taken 200 selfies to get the right one, she said, at an emotional level, that's not really processed. The Surgeon General's report outlines recommendations for both technology companies and lawmakers. Policymakers need to step up and help ensure that we have strong safety standards to help protect our kids from exposure to harmful content and to also protect them from excessive use, Murphy said. This includes enforcing age minimums. Companies are advised to create better tools to protect teenagers and loosen up on features that entice kids to stay online longer. It's parents who are on the front lines now in trying to keep teens teens navigate the online world. The report encourages caregivers to create tech-free zones in the home and to talk with kids about how social media Use makes them feel. It's really not fair to put the onus on parents alone. Why isn't the industry held responsible for creating the platforms and making the features that are much more addictive? 
Steyer of Common Sense Media said, there has to be a major national discussion. Most tech companies require users to be at least 13 years old, but nearly 40% of kids between the age of 10 and 12 use social media, the report said. Murthy said he believes even 13 is too young to be on social media, but said there isn't enough data to suggest which age would be appropriate. Twins suggested that the age minimum should be set at 16. Thank you, Jesus. Let's get some regulations in place now to help kids who are not yet on social media. Maybe we can save the next generation. Now, folks, I know, you know, that there are people who have gotten their their two- and three-year-old child their own cell phone. You do know that. Not only do they not think or concern themselves, With these concerns, they act like children and teenagers themselves because they are constantly and always on their cell phone. Amen? You see continual cell phone use when you can't even walk yet does not encourage you to think to develop your own mental capacity. Amen? So now when you go to Lowe's, you run into one of these teenagers in a Lowe's jacket with a cell phone, and you ask them, well, where are the locks? Locks. And there's a lock standing uh, away from them about three feet. And they sit there and look at the cell phone, and then you point to the lock and say, lock, as in one of these. And then they look annoyed and irritated, and they play with the cell phones from some more. Then they say, oh, it's on aisle number 14. You see, I went through this last weekend again. Amen. And they, I told the person what I was looking for. It wasn't a lock that particular time. It was something else. And he couldn't find it on his cell phone. So he finally ended up telling me, well, we don't have it. Well, I didn't tell him that I'd already looked on the Internet and I knew it was in the store. I didn't say that. I kept it to myself. And he's sitting there, he's standing there next to me playing with the cell phone trying to find it and says, well, I don't even see how you ever found this. I didn't say a word. I was doing real good. I didn't say a thing. He was just completely baffled. <laughs> Pray for him. This is who we have to work with. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning humanity's first contraceptive vaccine is already in clinical trials. Catherine J. Wu, Ph.D., described the vaccine as envisioned by its developer, Professor Tallwar stating that it would be a new form of contraception that could block pregnancy without the usual trade-offs, an intervention that's long-acting but reversible, cheap, discreet, and easy to administer, less invasive than an intrauterine device and more convenient than a daily pill. It would skip messy, sometimes dangerous side effects 
such as weight gain, mood swings, and rare but risky blood clots and strokes. It would embody the sort of set it and forget it model that becomes a gold standard for health. Rather than disrupting the menstrual cycle, as hormonal forms of birth control do, the vaccine uses the immune system to prevent pregnancy by blocking fertilization. Talwar first developed the vaccine and patented a a version of it in the early 1900s. That version, meant to be effective for two years before a booster was needed, was reported to be nearly 100% effective. Sure. Talwar, former director of India's National Institute of Immunology, told Wu he developed the vaccine because he knew women in India who were struggling to feed large large families but were unhappy with existing forms of contraception. He said he wanted to make something free of all problems. Uh Uh-huh. So he created a vaccine that would neutralize the human HCG hormone, gonadotropin hormone known as the pregnancy hormone because it is necessary for fertilized eggs to implant. But Brian Hooker, Ph.D., chief scientific officer for Children's Health Defense, said such a vaccine doesn't just have problems. It is an absolutely horrible idea, and I agree. So much can go wrong by immunizing a woman with HCG identical to the hormone she produces or men with sperm proteins to attack their own sperm at the production site. The big question that comes to mind is reversibility. It is very difficult to turn off an immune response complete with memory B cells after it has been turned on. My fear is that many would be left permanently sterile from this type of vaccine. My. Also, The problems posed related to autoimmunity are married, essentially by coaxing the body to attack human proteins. You also put human tissues, including primarily vital reproductive organs, in the line of fire for many harsh inflammatory processes associated with an immune response. That This is one bad idea. Mary Lou Singleton, midwife and family nurse practitioner, also raised safety concerns. This would be the first vaccine designed to provoke an immune response against a normal, healthy bodily process. Like all living organisms that reproduce sexually, the human body is organized around our reproductive potential. We have no idea what the long-term consequences of programming the immune system to attack the part of the body that sustains early pregnancy may be. But we do know that the history of medicine is full of unintended consequences. This article didn't focus on possible health risks. Instead, it touted TALWAR, a 1994 vaccine clinical trial, where only one of 119 women in the study became pregnant. 
The limitations, Wu said, are in the fact that although they didn't get pregnant, about 20% of the women did not produce the threshold amount of antibodies for the trial to be successful. This would be considered sufficiently effective for a regular vaccine, Wu wrote, but for contraception, expectations are higher. Another limitation she noted is that a three-shot series could be cumbersome, but she wrote there is some reason to think that these issues aren't insurmountable because immunocontraceptives have been used for decades by wildlife scientists to prevent pregnancies as a more humane alternative to culling. Immunocontraception has primarily been used on captive animals, but it has also been used for population control of some wild species such as white-tailed deer, wild horses, bison, and elephants, according to the Humane Society of the United States. Dr. Julie Levy, a feline infectious disease expert at the University of Florida who has worked on immunocontraceptives in animals, described the challenge of creating an effective contraceptive vaccine as trying to immunize an animal against itself. Wu also mentioned that the HCG vaccine has encountered some issues with tolerability and that some women develop painless but prominent nodules, which she said indicates the adjuvants in the vaccine are riling up the immune system a tad too much. That means scientists will have to tinker with dosing or ingredients before the vaccine is ready, she wrote. But she argued this important because it could fill clear gaps in the contraceptive market. Nearly half of the world's pregnancies are unplanned. Well, why does she think they all need to be planned anyway? And access to existing contraception is inconsistent, inequitable, and still stymied by stigma and misinformation, she said. Drawing on an interview with Debanjana, I don't know her last name, Director of Programs and Partnerships at India's Foundation for Reproductive Health Services, who added a temporary contraception packaged into a super-safe vaccine could offer convenience and privacy with potential appeal for young urbanites who have already been enthusiastic about injectable contraceptives and might not mind getting boosts. Most important, adding a vaccine to the repertoire gives people another choice. The real challenge to launching a birth control vaccine, Wu wrote, is that some might stigmatize it because of the history of contraception imposed on women, particularly the poor, mentally ill, and people of color, without their consent or to their detriment. Our Ph.D. doctor says the policy and program led to the Population Foundation of India, and told Wu that pregnancy is not a disease. Wu conceded that vaccination against pregnancy might unintentionally imply that pregnancy is a problem to be eradicated and that could stigmatize the shot. Singleton said she also had concerns about potential abuse. She added, people in power all over the world continue to curtail the reproductive rights of women through forced and coerced long-term contraception and sterilization. 
as anti-national, anti, what was that she wrote? Part of the word's missing. Okay. And concerns about natalism and concerns about overpopulation rise among the ruling classes. Then will this technology be added to state-mandated vaccination schedules for teenagers, immigrant women, poor women, or other groups labeled high risk for undesired pregnancy? Wu also conceded that the administration of the vaccine could raise the specter of the eradication of fertility in society's most vulnerable subset. Because according to Liso Campo Engelstein, a reproductive bioethicist at the University of Texas Medical Branch, the ease of administering it might mean it would be more likely to be given without fully informed consent. This might be a problem, Wu pointed out, in today's climate where many people are already disclined toward shots, especially amid false accusations that other immunizations compromise fertility. But recent Pfizer data obtained through Freedom of Information Act requests showed a link between the COVID-19 vaccine and miscarriage and birth defects. Pfizer's animal studies for the vaccine showed major red flags regarding both pregnancy loss and fetal abnormalities. The documents also reveal that the drug maker elected not to follow up the vast majority of pregnancies in the original human trials, despite high miscarriage rates in the minority they did follow. Singleton said the question of vaccine safety was already difficult to discuss, and combining that with a discussion of contraception could raise even more challenges. She said, as has become evident over the past few years, Mainstream society allows no dialogue or critique on the subject of vaccine safety. Already it is difficult for women's health activists to broach the topic of the safety and long-term effects of hormonal contraception. Combining the medical sacred cows of birth control and contraception seem like a recipe for a medical intervention no one will be allowed to question. Wu's article contributes the fact that Tall Wars vaccine has made little progress since the early 90s to bad timing. He only recently got approval to run trials on his new vaccine recipe. But, she reported, the research is moving forward and may also be directed toward immunotherapy for certain cancers. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication, requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a progressive pro-life activist has been left to speculate why two FBI agents showed up at the doorstep of her mother's home, wondering if it was an intimidation tactic meant to provoke fear in her and other members of her group. Elsie Ketch serves as the digital content creator for progressive anti-abortion uprising a pro-life group that made headlines last year for recovering the bodies of five full-term babies who were killed at an abortion clinic in Washington, D.C. The FBI agent's visit to Ketch's childhood home occurred as several of her colleagues, including Lauren Handy and Herb Gergerty, 
faced charges for allegedly violating the Freedom of Access to Clinic Interests Act by participating in a blockade of an abortion clinic in the nation's capital. Ketch was uncertain as to why the two FBI agents visited her mom's home instead of her current residence if they needed to speak with her or why they refused to provide her mother with any information despite persistently ringing the doorbell while she was on a conference call upstairs doing workouts. The pro-life activist surmised in a Thursday statement that the agents hoped to gain information from her to build a case against Handy. She added that, to her knowledge, the FBI has not attempted her or her family since the visit last month. The activist also believes that the purpose behind the agent's visit was to intimidate her and her team. While the visit did make me concerned for the safety of my family, I refused to back down, Ketch told said. This weaponization of our government institutions protects the abortion industrial complex, and it reinforces that we must disrupt these unjust power structures. As a member of PAAU, Ketch participates in various forms of pro-life activism, including Pink Rose Rescues. This type of activism involves entering an abortion facility to pass out roses that have pregnancy health information attached. In March, Ketch was one of the many pro-life activists arrested for blocking traffic outside the Rayburn House office building to raise awareness about the five babies PAAU discovered last year. The most prevalent domestic threat to our country is the murder of thousands of preborn people by abortion each day, she continued. It is not terrorism to nonviolently intervene and rescue these powerless children before their slaughter. I'm willing to risk my own freedom and sacrifice my rights in order to secure theirs. In ring doorbell camera footage, FBI agents who have been identified as Ashley Roberts and Kathleen Brown visited the pro-life former home in Woodbridge, Virginia, on April 18th at 2.45 p.m. local time. Roberts is heard in the video telling Ketch's mother, Tracy, that the agents needed to speak with the activists. We are both with the FBI, Roberts told Ketch's mother. We just need to speak with her regarding some information that she sent to us. The agent assured Ketch's mother that her daughter is not in any trouble, but she could not disclose further details about the reason for the visit. We would tell you all the information because, like I said, she's not in any trouble, but just out of respect for her, we like to speak with her first, and then if she feels like talking to you, which I'm sure she will because it's nothing, Robert said. PAA founder and executive director, Teresa Bukovinak, told said Thursday that the feds are looking for a way to shut the organization down, and that involves visiting the homes of the activist families. The FBI is targeting PAAU members because our activism challenges the property lines of and disrupts the commerce for the abortion industrial complex, she said. We are especially a problem for them because we are nonviolent, and therefore our efforts and ideas are rapidly catching on. The Pro-Life Group's Director of Public Relations, 
Caroline Taylor Smith added that PAAU has been targeted for challenging the demands of the Biden administration and the abortion industry. A PAAU is progressive, anti-capitalist, and believe that the unborn have a right to be rescued, Smith said. This is in direct opposition to the agenda of the FBI and the Biden administration. Abortion is murder, and we are acting like it. The FBI doesn't like, FBI doesn't like that. And I'm going to let you finish reading that because you're familiar with most of that anyway. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. There we go. Now, those things, that's what we're facing. But God is greater than anything that we face. Amen. Brother Marshall, are you there, sir? He's there somewhere. Don't forget to I'm press the somewhere. button. I forgot about the headset. Can you hear me? <laughs> okay. I hear you now. Okay. Okay. Praise God. And what's, what does, what's really important is that the Lord hears us, all of us, and our hearts. He knows all of our hearts and the hearts of the unborn children and all the other people being challenged. And he wants us to do it his way, not in any way of presumption. And especially thinking, well, I'm a born-again believer, therefore I can do all these wonderful things. So, Father, you told us, where is this, in Proverbs 17, 19, He that loveth transgression and loveth strife, and he that exalteth his gate seeketh destruction. Well, I don't want to exalt my gate, Lord, because the only way I have any kind of power or authority is because of Jesus. Because he paid the price. He's the door. He said that in John Tevin, John chapter 10, starting at verse 7. He said, I am the door of the sheep. And there's no other way to heaven than by Jesus. So, Father, we don't want to exalt our gate. We take the battle to, for every one of these items that Pastor Sabrina's read through, to the gate, the Lord Jesus. He is the gate. And you said in, uh, where is that, in, in Isaiah 28, 6, and for a spirit of judgment to him that sitteth in judgment. And who would that be? That might be Jesus. And for strength to them that turn the battle to the gate. Because it's not by human might, it's human power. It's by your spirit, Lord. And that's how we come, Father. Having drunk into one spirit with you, we repent, renounce all sins, including carrying grudges against God, self, and others. And Father, we pray for those who despitefully use us, that you can save any of them, including the FBI agents. I always thought of them as all being male. But yes, some FBI agents are definitely female. So, Father... For all these different people, we ask you to send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction and save those that can be saved. If you can save the witch that switched, if you can get a hold of the real Bishop Kanko, if you can save those that have turned, like Saul of Tarsus, who was doing nasty, nasty things to the people before, causing them to blaspheme and causing them to be terribly mishandled, Father, we know that you can rescue many that are in the Valley of Decision. And we thank you for the FBI whistleblowers that are starting to come forth. I think more than 100 of them, actually. A whole bunch of them. We thank you for that, Father. Because there are a lot of people that actually do have a conscience, Father. So we thank you for saying the Holy Ghost to prick their consciences. Because you do a really good job. But sometimes they need to have a, a face-to-face encounter with the living God. Sort of like Saul of Tarsus did. 
seen a light brighter than the noonday sun. And he said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? That's what Jesus said. The Lord Jesus, after he was resurrected, and he appeared to Saul of Tarsus, he wasn't wearing, you know, he wasn't in his earth suit. He was as a light brighter than the noonday sun. And he said, me, when he referred to what Saul did to what? It wasn't Jesus who walked around in sandals. It was the body of Christ. We're all members of one body. So, Father, we know Jesus takes it very, very personally. In fact, it says that over in in, um, in Matthew. Was it 25, 40, whatever you do, the least of these did unto me, unto me? Well, how about murdering untold millions of babies, Father God, and not just the United States, all over the earth? And per capita, I think Israel would probably beat the United States at that. God, have mercy. Have mercy on all these people who claim to want to be, quote-unquote, good people. Have mercy, Father. You said, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. We ask you to deliver those that can be delivered, Father, in Jesus' name. We bring the battle to the gate, the Lord Jesus, Father. For every one of these many, many different things Pastor Sabrina's just read through, the Brother Bill was so nice to post. And we thank you for the saints that are praying, Father God. And we thank you that you're not hearing just my prayers or just, you're hearing Jesus' prayers. He's ever living to make intercession for each of us. And that's how we come boldly before the throne of grace. With our big brother Jesus, you said, when I see the blood upon the houses where you are, the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. And that's how you rescued the Israelites, because the blood was on the gates, on the lintel and posts, on the doors. We plead that blood over every access to each one of us, all of our family members, those that are coming into the body of Christ. We thank you for your faithfulness to a thousand generations, as Pastor Sabrina reminded us of earlier this evening in the worship service. We thank you, Father. We ask you for adjudication, Father God, to pour forth of your spirit, to bring conviction to those in the San Francisco area. Not just there, but even if Governor Newsom has to bring out the National Guard because people can't live in a peaceable way, I can't imagine why, after defunding police and doing all the things. That, the, Father God, we can't imagine why because this is planned. Father God, they're, they're trying to bring strife and contention and confusion and all those evil things. Where strife and division is, there's every evil work, something to that effect. So, Father God, you said we can cast out the spirit of division, that spirit of strife, the spirit of strife causing one human being to, to rail against another one. And you said if we carry grudges against anyone, we don't forgive everyone because Jesus has forgiven us, assuming we've given our hearts to Jesus. Then we, we run the serious, serious risk of not making heaven, Father God. We not only have to forgive other human beings, we have to forgive God. Well, why didn't God do it this way? We have to forgive ourselves. Oh, that's a little secret one, isn't it? That's the one I didn't get for a long time. Self-hatred will also keep us out of heaven because he, God, God loves us all. So, Father, we repent and renounce all these sins. We ask you to help the people, not just in San Francisco, but all the military, industrial, military, uh, abortion complex, all the complex of these different people, the different fascists and the different groups in every nation, Father God, not just the United States, especially the United States, but every place, where the children have to be handled with kid gloves. And I know about that. Like walking on eggshells. You have to be so careful. Don't want to offend anyone. Oh, really? Didn't Jesus offend a few people? What did the Pharisees and Sadducees have to say when he 
overthrew the tables of the money changers. They weren't too happy about that, were they? He said, you brood of vipers. How about John the Baptist? He wasn't mincing words either. Who told you to flee from the wrath to come? God's very angry at sin. God is love, but sometimes love hates. He hates sin passionately. That's why he wants Marshall to change. We thank you for working on each of us, Lord. Working on me. So, Lord, help us all to set a watch before our mouths, keep the door of our lips, and realize that our mouths don't belong to us. They belong to you, and every part of our bodies belong to you, Lord, because we're called to be the temples of the Holy Spirit because you pour your Spirit into us. That's where the temple is. And we thank you for that, Father. We thank you, Jesus. You have power to lay down your life and power to take it up again. We ask you to help all the children, Father God, not just in California, but all over the United States, all over the world, Father God. Those have been damaged by social media and every other source, Father God. We ask you to send the Holy Ghost, Father. Draw multitudes, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision because we know it says God doesn't want one of his little ones to perish. Not even three-year-olds given cell phones. He doesn't want any of them to perish. And we know that some of the people from Silicon Valley, the Apple type, and all those kind of people, they wanted their children to go to schools where they had pencil and paper and they didn't use computers. I wonder why the people that push and sell all that device don't want their children, what's his name, Jobs, that, that uh, was, went over to India with all kinds of spirits over there to get his information about the computers. I wonder where he really got that information from. I mean, you might want to read Pat Holiday's book about the city under the sea, which doctor and the man. But anyway, where did he get that information? So, Father God, we know that they didn't want their children to be subjected to that because they didn't want their children to be messed up like the rest of the children in the world because they knew there was an agenda. Maybe some of them knew anyway. Some of them might have just kind of stumbled across it. Father, we ask you to help all this, with, but not just uh, issues concerning mental health and and uh, be, being able to relate to other uh, adolescents and other human beings, Father God, in Jesus' name, particularly those that are that are obsessed. Even some big grown-ups, even some grandparents are obsessed with with the various electronic devices, which is why some of my family members can't, well, can't get you, get with the time. Everybody, other people can do all these fancy gymnastics with pressing buttons and things flipping around. Well, I thought we're supposed to fix our eyes on Jesus. Sometimes that can be helpful, but sometimes it's a distraction. Sometimes it's useful to look up a scripture and find it quickly. It's very nice, but sometimes it leads us away if we get into other podcasts and multiple other things. Pat Holiday was very, very careful. She gave us really good examples how she used to go to, I don't know, maybe he had things set up differently than Alex Jones' site, and, and, and she would just skim the headlines. She didn't, but she prayed about every single thing because she didn't want to get sucked into anything. She just wanted to find out what to pray about, what's going on in the world, because he really did have some insights about things ahead of time. I wonder why he had those insights. He was just a regular Southern Baptist kind of guy. I don't think he stayed with his wife, but he's learning. He's just Whether he really reads the Bible, I, I don't know. Whether Donald Trump is a real Christian, whether he reads the Bible, I don't know. I have no clue, but you know everything about each one of us. So we ask us to help Father send the Holy Ghost and send to bring conviction, send it, and do all that he does, because that's what he does. 
That's what you said over in John 16, starting around verse 7. But also send your angels to read the word of God over them, because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Over who? All those who have interceded for, including all their children, including the adolescents and even the big people, using all the electronic devices, Father God, that they can be delivered. Delivered from obsession. Obsession with whatever in Jesus' name. Obsession with social media, which some people have said was actually set up on purpose by the military-industrial complex. I'm not quite sure about that, but some people are quite convinced of that. So, Father, we ask you to help all these different people that are so concerned about how they look to other people. It's a very common for teenagers because they're trying to figure out who they are, so hormones are changing, if they're allowed to change, that is, if they haven't been mind-controlled by the groomers and the pedophiles and the people who want to do other things. Father God, we ask you to help people to be able to grow up in a healthy way and be able to relate to people of other generations calmly and to give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and new and understanding hearts, Father God, concerning everything, especially concerning your kingdom, and give them a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, Lord. You said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So, Father God, we know the most high rules in the kingdom of men, give to whomsoever he will. We ask you to move, 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 Father God, and remove those people. You don't want to establish an evil speaker in the land. Just to make that really clear, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to remove those people that are trying to speak things through the Internet or whatever social media, whatever, whatever, Twitter, whatever it's called, any of these sites, Father God. To, we ask you to remove the people or that you want removed, not to be sanctioned by some particular mm, communist-leaning, left-leaning group that has a particular agenda, but no, to, to help the children. And Father God, too many people are trying to control other people. And it seems like somebody's trying to suggest, well, we can't just have the children go up there because they can't trust the parents to help their children. Some parents are aware, but they still let their kids deal with it. Some parents are aware in part, but they didn't realize about EMF type things and other type of consequences. They just don't know. And do I know fully? No, I don't know. But we hear of little bits here and little bits there, Father. So this is, they call evil good and good evil. They're doing that all kinds of different ways. So, Father God, we ask you to send the Holy Ghost, the righteous judge, to, to deal with every one of these things that are trying to control people against their will. We bind every witchcraft spirit, eternally sinful, and the spirits of sin to do those spirits are trying to, to do to us, including through these uh, so-called new contraceptive vaccine, quote-unquote vaccine, to cause the body to turn against itself. Well, wouldn't Satan love that one? I think it might have been invented under the sea. Who knows? But anyway, he probably really loves that idea. It's a lovely idea. Don't have any more people create an image of God, and maybe they'll be permanently sterilized. And some of the people that are along with Bill Gates' group would probably be very happy about that because then they wouldn't have to use other things to eliminate more people in different ways. So, Father, we ask you to help all those that are leaning to doing things according to the lust of the flesh instead of the Spirit. As we've all been focusing on those different scriptures about walking in the Spirit and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. And you said, Father God, in your word, you make it really clear. Some people claim to be Christians, um, but they haven't read too much of the word. 
other than God is love and and uh, and they say a movie it looks like Jesus is a nice hippie guy loves everybody uh, but he didn't talk about what he did with the Pharisees didn't talk about about there's a judgment day coming and where is that scripture Lord? there's a scripture hmm. oh there it is it's in First Thessalonians four three for this is the will of God even your sanctification that you should abstain from what's that word called fornication isn't that just free love it has nothing to do with love it has everything to do with lust the lust of the flesh so we bind all those ungodly spirits of ungodly control lust of flesh lust of the eye, pride of life every spirit of perversion bound the guys you satan you the strong man are bound all your underlings are bound coming against all the children big children little children and all those people all those people even the people working for the fbi the people that are hired to do whoever the puppet masters are behind Biden's desires in Jesus' name. And we ask you for divine help and intervention, adjudication. You said your arm's not too short to save. You said, if my people, how do we become your people? Oh, we repent of what? Our sins and our generational iniquities, like idolatry, worship of self. Why do people take so many selfies with their cell phones? Could that be a form of idolatry? Could some people worship their cell phone? They're more desperate if they lose their cell phone and misplace their Bible, if they even have one. Or maybe they have their Bible only on their cell phone. Mm, I've heard people talk about that. But, Father God, what happens if they can't charge it? If the power's down for a little while, like happened down in Texas for a season when they had that so-called ice storm. Father God, Help us to be wise as serpent, harmless as dove. Send the Holy Ghost, Father. Pour forth of your spirit. You said in the last days I'll pour forth of my spirit upon all flesh. And we thank you for doing so. And you said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be so-so, shall be saved, shall be saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. And we ask you to do so, Father God. And not just physically whole. Yes, that too. But emotionally whole. The people that have been damaged by the so-called pandemic, Father God, in Jesus' name. We ask you to restore their hearts and their minds and their souls. And the young, young children, Father God, they couldn't even see people's facial features, Father God, because they were their mouths and their nose were hidden, Father God. They, they only were peeking at people's eyes. They didn't really know what people looked like. And it is kind of a shock when you see people wearing a mask all the time, and all of a sudden they have it off. Oh, I didn't know that was you. So, Father God, we ask you to help people to wake up in Jesus and wake up the body of Christ all over your earth, Father God, in every nation, Father God, and wake up those people, the body of Christ, to stand up against this horrific idea about so-called immunocontraception, Father God, which is a nice slippery slope, Father God, in Jesus' name. Have mercy, Father God. Have mercy on other people. They claim to be Christians, but they forgot what it means. This is my commandment. You love one another as I have loved you. How did Jesus love us? He gave us his all. He didn't come to demand that we get uh, a vaccine. He didn't come to demand that we live in a 15-minute city or any one of these things. He came to just show us the way. What is the way? Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Some people who claim to be Christians don't know how important the blood is. So, Father, we plead that blood over each of us and all those children and all those in, the, in harm's way, Father God, including those in India, those in the United States, those in, uh, in Europe, in the Western nations, Father God, and those in Russia and other places where they're trying to get rid of the Russian Orthodox Church, including in Ukraine, 
in Jesus' name. We're there. The government there is dictating that they can't do what they've been doing for probably centuries, I guess. Is it the perfect way of worshiping the Lord? I don't know, but if it works, <laughs> if the people in Afghanistan can get down on their knees in a dusty hut and worship the Lord, that's not a bad thing. So, Father, we ask you to pour forth of your spirit. In Jesus' name, Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're all in agreement according to Matthew 18, 19, and 20. In Jesus' name, and according to Ephesians chapter uh, 2, verses 4 to 6, in Jesus' name, we thank you for pouring forth of your spirit, Father. In Jesus' name, as you promised, in Jesus' name, according to Acts uh, chapter 2, starting verse 17, in Jesus' name. And, and Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 4. But God, <laughs> thank you for the but God in the whole scripture, Father. But God, Marshall, when I was terribly going astray, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even loved Saul of Tarsus, when he's doing her terrible, terrible things. When we were dead in our sins, that's quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. What is grace? The divine influence upon the heart's reflection in life. We get to look at the little cup of blood, the blood of the living God. And hath raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus.